Hello, friends, and welcome to the First Love Podcast. Today's podcast is entitled Gone. It's gone. They're gone. Have you had those moments? Does that word impact you and trigger memories for you of like moments when I was doing my dissertation and went, oh, I forgot to save it. And then the program crashed and it was gone. Or you dropped something, or you lost something, and went, oh, it's gone and I'll never find it again. And I'll never have it again. And I'll never see them again. Or who knows what it is, right? But it's, it's gone. Oh man, it's gone. They're gone. It's gone. Well, have you ever had that moment where you were able to really just rest in the thought that my sin is gone? My transgressions, they're gone. They're just gone. If you're like me, do you have moments where sometimes you keep replaying the sin that you did? And even though the Lord's told you that I've forgiven you, you can't seem to forget. You can't seem to let it go. <laughs> Some of you may not be dog lovers. I understand that. I'm not a cat lover, but I hope you've had an experience with a dog and maybe your own dog or someone else's dog, but especially your own dog. Or I can remember there were times when one of my dogs, I really loved dogs and I loved one of these particular dogs. They did something wrong though, right? And you scold them. You know, they go and put their tail between their legs. But the minute they sense that you forgive them, Boom! They are running to you, jumping on your lap, kissing you, licking you, going crazy, and it's like, gone! They forgot that they were just like freaking out and scared and what's going to happen to me, and now they're just totally embracing your forgiveness and licking you and enjoying you, and how can you stay mad at that? And I can remember at different times with different dogs when I'd go, God, I wish I could respond to you. I wish I could respond to your forgiveness to your grace, like my dog. I wish when you tell me that I'm forgiven, I, I, I wish I would believe that it's gone. I wish it would be gone out of my mind. Every now and then people say this phrase that you should forgive yourselves. Remember last week I told you about my buddy, our last podcast. We just started having the conversation. He said, Mark, I'm really troubled with people saying that I just need to forgive myself. Is that really something we can or should do? Because I don't find it in Scripture. Well, there's a wonderful book called Rediscovering the Power of Repentance and Forgiveness by Leah Coulter, Dr. Leah Coulter. And here's what she wrote about that. Self-forgiving may seem therapeutic, but is it really? Is it a horizontal confrontation with myself where I ask, how could I do that? Or is it a vertical process which takes a godlike position that condemns the self and then forgives that same self? Think about that. Like somehow we stand outside ourselves in a godlike position and condemn ourselves, and then we turn right around and forgive ourselves. Well, how's that work? Scripture does not encourage us to forgive ourselves, she says, but rather to put our faith and trust in the forgiveness of God for our sins. So when your accuser reminds you of your past sins, which sometimes the accuser is just your memories, and you become that accuser, that's my parenthetical statement, she continues, so when your accuser reminds you of your past sins, do not fight to prove him wrong or endlessly try to forgive yourself. Instead, stand in the truth of God's infinite forgiveness as you reply, yes, I did commit dot, 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 whatever your specific sin is. But God has forgiven me and raised me up and seated me in heavenly places. 
she finishes saying, forgiving self does nothing because it's ultimately not within our power to do so. Now, there are other people that have opinions, but at least hers, from my standpoint, is more in consistency with what Scripture does and does not teach, that forgiveness is something that is transactional between persons, and that forgiveness implies that a debt was incurred, and then the debt gets paid. And then, you know, you could see sometimes on a mortgage or something where it's stamped forgiven, paid in full. Forgiveness is this thing of either the debt is fully paid or the debt is fully forgiven, meaning it's been canceled and they're not expecting it to come. But it's between people. And quite frankly, the reason why I was so glad that she said this is because self-forgiveness never worked for me. I mean, I just never seemed to even believe my own. Well, Mark, I forgive you, Mark. Well, if I can't even believe God's forgiveness or somebody else's forgiveness, I'm really struggling to accept, quote-unquote, my forgiveness. Instead, I think she's absolutely right. Forgiveness is about us really, really believing and trusting God, His forgiveness, that we are clean. So, at some point, I thought, you know, I need to really own this. I'm going to gather up some forgiveness verses personalize them and begin to meditate on them so that this really sinks in to my soul because I really struggled with this too and wondering, you know, is it an issue of self-forgiveness? So what does God's forgiveness look like where he cancels a debt that he's not going to make us pay, he's not exacting payment from us and that he's canceled what would be owed because Jesus paid it? Listen to these passages. 1 John 1.9, John writes, If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just or righteous and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Okay, so he forgives us. Well, what does that mean exactly? Well, in this verse he says, it means you're purified. And I thought, think about a time maybe that especially for some of us guys, I don't know how much laundry you do, but I do a lot of laundry and helping my wife and there's stuff that I really want to come out and there's nothing like pulling it out and you look for that spot and you exclaim, it's gone. Woohoo! It worked. It's purified. It's cleansed. It's the first metaphor through John where God's saying, look, when I forgive you, it means I purify you. I cleanse it. It's gone. Washed away. Done. No more. That unrighteousness, finished gone. Listen to Micah 7, 18 to 20. Who is a God like you who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance, which would be us? You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. You will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. Okay, he pardons, he forgives. There it is again. But what image does he give us? He gave us this purified, cleansing image. But now through the prophet, he gives us this treading our sins underfoot or hurling all our iniquities in the depths of the sea. Folks, have you ever been like in a boat on a lake or in, a, in the ocean and something falls overboard? And if it's got any weight, it's like, bye-bye. 
you are never finding that again. And especially in the sea, if it's really deep, you're never going to find it. It's gone. Gone, 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 gone. And treading underfoot. I mean, it's this idea maybe of soldiers, you know, walking and treading and just whatever might have fallen into the dirt, into the dust. It gets trampled on so much that it just kind of blends in and disappears. It's done with. It's gone. It's trampled. It's finished. Another image, a metaphor. Isaiah 44, 22. God says, I have swept, literally blotted or wiped, but I like this idea. I think it's why the NIV and I think one of the other translations use this word. I have swept away, swept away your offenses like a cloud, your sins like the morning mist. Robin and I were memorizing this and meditating on it and just having fun looking at clouds and you just stare and all of a sudden you go, it's gone. Hey, wait a minute, it's gone. That cloud that looked like that, well, that's gone now. Especially when it's those thin kind, you know, and they just kind of disappear. It's swept away. It's gone. But especially the morning mist. How many times have you woken up and you see the dew on the ground and then if you went back to try to collect some of that dew or, or enjoy that dew or whatever you might do with the dew, <laughs> he says, it's gone. It's gone. It's been swept away like a cloud, swept away like the morning mist. But here's like the coolest one of all. Isaiah 43, 25, he says, I, even I, am he who blots or wipes out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. And in the Hebrew culture, and especially in the Old Testament literature, when God would say, I, even I am he, it's like, friends, pay attention. This is me, me, your God. This is what I do. I blot out your transgressions and remember your sins no more. Gone. It's gone. It's gone out of his sight, gone out of his memory. It's gone. You might ask, well, how can I be sure? Well, in each of those verses, we're given a little glimpse as to why we can be confident of this and be certain of this, because it's based on God's character. In 1 John 1.9, he said, he is faithful and just or righteous. It's because he's faithful. It's because he's righteous, that he's all rightness, that he only does right and that he'll follow through and do what's right, do what he said he would do. He's faithful when he says, I will forgive you your sins. Remember when he revealed himself to Moses, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, and maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. He says, I delight to show mercy and compassion. But especially when he says, for my own sake, I blot out, I remember no more. What's that mean? Well, reading the commentaries is for my own sake. It's because that's who I am. It's because that's what I do. That's my character. For my own sake, in keeping with who I am, I do this for you. Even when you, you don't deserve it, I mean, it has nothing to do with you. It's, it has everything to do with who I am and what I'm like, that I do this for you. None of these say that he washes away our memory. And I understand that, that sometimes that's really tough. 
But I think it's not about self-forgiveness as much as it is of just saying, Lord, say it again. Say it again, say it again. As I stand here and I'm just aware, I just need to hear it again and empower my heart to believe you, to trust you. And most of all, if you have cleansed it, swept it away, if you have blotted it out, if you have hurled it into the depths of the sea, if it's gone, then help me take hold of that and go, then it's gone. And if you're not going to think about it, then Lord, I'm not going to think about it. Instead, I'm going to embrace, listen, hold fast to, take wonder and awe and pleasure in the fact that you would forgive me. And friends, most of all, I think is when we don't do that, it dishonors the Lord that somehow we put ourselves and our view of ourselves and this self-forgiving idea just puts us above God. And most of all, is he wants you to walk out of that grace and in that grace and learn what you need to learn and change what needs to change. But let's get back into joy. Let's be the little dog. <laughs> yeah, let's be the little dog. The Lord wants us to come back when he, when he says, I forgive you. I've purified. I've blotted out. I forget it. He wants you to run, jump into his lap, lick his face, enjoy his warmth and his kindness. And let's go out and play again. Let's have fun. Curl up in my lap. This is what the Lord longs for, what he aches for. And we need to allow him to work that grace in our souls so that we believe it and that we accept it. And instead of dwelling on it, we dwell on the grace. So let me finish. I want to put the verses together now. And actually, we've made a new lover's video with these verses together. And so you don't just have to hear it here. You can download that or look it up on our website. But hear now from the Lord's heart to yours. Oh, beloved one, confess your sin to me. And I, who am faithful and righteous, will forgive your sins and purify, cleanse you from all your unrighteousness. For who is like me, your God, who pardons your sin and forgives your transgression. I do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy, unfailing love, loving kindness. I will again have compassion on you, and I tread your sins underfoot and hurl all your iniquities in the depths of the sea. For I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. I have swept them away like a cloud, like the morning mist. So return to me, for I have redeemed you. I have forgiven you. I love you. Crawl up into my lap today. Just soak in, rest in the love and grace that I've given you. And then let's go out and live out of forgiveness, enjoying forgiveness. Yes, Lord, thank you. Finally, Lord, I just want to ask if anybody's struggling out there, help them today to hear you say, it's gone. Gone. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. Don't go looking for it. You'll never find it. I've forgiven it. 
I remember it no more. Let's move forward. Lord, I pray, bless my brothers and sisters and empower them to really soak in this, revel in the wonder of your forgiveness and all that that means. In Jesus' name, amen.